This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, December 1st, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. When the government drops fresh sand at the foot of your beachfront property, can they then claim the land is for the public? And if, by judicial decree, your beachfront property is turned into beach view property, what recourse should you have? The U.S. Supreme Court is set to hear a challenge to a Florida judicial taking with broad implications. Ilya Shapiro, senior fellow in constitutional studies at the Cato Institute, comments. It's a hard sell to say that turning beachfront property into beach view property, as the Miami Herald put it, uh, is not taking some significant value away from your property. That's the whole point. And this isn't even an issue of uh, whether this is public use or not, like was in the Kilo versus New London case. Indeed, there was not even an adjudication as to eminent domain proceedings or anything like that. Uh, this case, instead, it's kind of a strangely titled case. It's called Stop the Beach for Nourishment versus uh, Florida Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, and normally, beach for nourishment, we think of that as a, as a good thing. You're re-nourishing the beach. That sounds positive. So why are these homeowners opposed to it? You know, if their property is being eroded away or something and the state is re-nourishing that. Uh, well, it turns out that these particular homeowners uh, didn't request this. There's something like 200 or, or more uh, feet of beach in front of their structure. Um, and the, uh, the state just wants to have more beach there for tourists to come in and, and spend money and so forth. So as you said, uh, what they did is there's a program Florida-wide to refill or extend part of the beach. And the, the trick is when they, when they extend this beach, when they re-nourish it, uh, they take possession, they take title to that extra land. So as you say, no longer is your beachfront property actually fronting the beach. Governments in this case seem to have all lined up on behalf of the state of Florida saying, look, it is perfectly legitimate for governments to define the terms of its own property laws. That's that's right. I mean, um, and, and traditionally it's common law. It's uh, the courts uh, develop a doctrine of property rights and so, for example, in, uh, in most, in most uh, coastal states, uh, there's a doctrine that if you have waterfront property, you're entitled to any land that gets built up on that through accretion. Um, and consequently, if there's natural erosion, well, tough luck. Um, uh, but here, as the dissenting justice of the Florida Supreme Court said, it was the court, the Florida Appellate Court, that changed 100 years of uh, property rights doctrine. In the, in the state of Florida. And that's why it comes under uh, the jurisdiction of the U.S. Supreme Court. They're not judging Florida law, uh, but uh, this, this sudden and dramatic change in underlying property rights is, uh, is a taking. And in this case, because it's the court that's doing this, um, it's, it's a judicial taking, which is a, an, an interesting wrinkle in the case. What are the implications for this case going one way or another? Uh, well, the the Supreme Court has never held four square on the doctrine of judicial takings one way or the other. Again, this isn't a case where the city council or the state passes a law taking somebody's property and or or easing the requirement that you have to prove to prove blight or or what have you. This is a, a challenge through the administrative court to this procedure that the homeowners made, um, and it was the court, ultimately the Florida Supreme Court, uh, which did the, the effective taking. So it's, it's unusual in that sense. So whichever way the court rules, that will certainly have an effect. Uh, it will send a signal to both uh, legislators and uh, judges as they develop common law in various uh, coastal states uh, as to how far they can, uh, they can go in uh, affecting people's property rights. 
what is the key difference between a judicial taking and other kind of takings that people are more familiar with? Sure. As I said, this was not a case where uh, the city council in some coastal town of Florida or the Florida legislature uh, passed a law saying when we renew beaches, uh, we're going to uh, take your property and therefore uh, somebody would be on notice when they're buying uh, beachfront property that, you know, hey, they're, the value of that property is, is slightly less now. Well, maybe that, that is the case now going forward, but obviously the people who have it now whose value was uh, depreciated. And, and whichever way uh, you want to you wanna talk about it, there was a, a decrease in the value of, of the people's property. They don't have full access, exclusive access to the beach. Uh, they no longer, the, the, the terms of their deed no longer will say to the mean high water line is the technical term, you know, right up to the, the water's edge. So whatever they have, there is some sort of taking. You know, it's not absolute, but you know, that hasn't been litigated. And, and that's, that's the... Uh, that's the problem here. It was the court ultimately that decided that this uh, that this was okay, that this was uh, this was not uh, a violation of property right, and therefore uh, the court, being a part of the government, uh, enacted this taking, and it was a, it was a judicial taking, just like we have executive takings if 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 the governor or the president did something or an agency, uh, just like we have legislative takings, uh, as again uh, the, we had in the uh, in the Kilo case. Ilya Shapiro is editor of the Cato Supreme Court Review. You can get your copy at Cato.org.